Hi, welcome to our podcast, Like Jasper. My name is Sarah Calvin, and I'm your host, along with my fabulous cousin, Brittany Gonzalez. Our podcast comes from a scripture found in Revelations 4.3, where in John's vision, he attempts to describe the indescribable image of Christ and says he is like Jasper. Our hope is to be more like him daily and come alongside of you to encourage and build you up in your faith. Join us on today's episode of Like Jasper. Hello and welcome to our podcast where Sarah and I are going to be talking about um, fostering a relationship with Christ and your children and you're going to notice that there's going to be a cut too because we'll have a bloopers out reel um, for the first 10 minutes where Sarah and I laugh and say absolutely nothing and we felt like you might would enjoy that but maybe you would not enjoy that much of your time being taken up with just laughter. <laughs> over nothing. So we're going to cut straight to it where Sarah gets to the heart of it and she's sharing how um, some of her fears are what the Lord has healed her from and how we can foster a relationship with our children and Christ. Hope you enjoy. Mine Really since my kids were born that they would walk away from the Lord one day. Mm. Um, and so this is just like a huge topic <laughs> and I've been laughing, but it really is a heavy topic on my heart. <clears throat> um, That's why it's our coping mechanism. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get <clears throat> nervous or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really, and thankfully the Lord has really brought me so much comfort from that fear over the years. <clears throat> um, one of them, and I actually didn't write this down and I really should have. Um, okay. Yeah. Look, look, this is a God thing. I literally just flipped directly to it. No way. Isn't that yeah. awesome? <laughs> yeah. No bookmark or anything. Um, it's Jeremiah 24 verses six and seven. And this is the promise that the Lord gave to me when I was just crying out to him, like sharing all my fears with this topic and everything. Um, this was, um, over like three? a year ago, like oh, last see. summer. I was going to say, I thought it was longer than that, <clears throat> but go on. Yeah, it was last summer because I was preparing for our school year. Ah, that's right. Um, yeah. So my eyes, this is Jeremiah 6 and 7, or <clears throat> sorry, Jeremiah 24, 6 and 7. My eyes will watch over them <clears throat> for their good. I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me and I am that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God and they will return to me with all of their heart. <clears throat> um, and I just have cling to that over and over and over. And mm. I know really this isn't that specific verse is not necessarily talking about children or anything like that. Um, if you read Jeremiah and you read it in context, but the Lord gave me, that verse oh so sweetly i know that it was talking about his people and israel um but you know my children the lord has blessed me with as a gift mm -hmm. and he he put them on earth as he did with all of our children <clears throat> um with a specific purpose and a specific plan and just that beautiful promise that they will know him with all their heart and they will return to him. So it gave me this comfort that if they wander one day, I truly believe they will come back to him. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I pray that they won't wander because, you know, every Christian parent doesn't want their child to wander away from the Lord. Right. But there's always growth and stories and journeys and testimonies and all the different things. And I know that the Lord's plan for them is for good yes <clears throat> yeah and I think there's been like a sweet um it's funny because I think that I have naively or not funny but ironic because be, because I really count my salvation so much later in life I mm -hmm. this is never it has not been an overwhelming fear of mine um mm -hmm. I mean I have plenty of others but this isn't one and I think it's because <clears throat> 
of my walk and knowing that through the muck and the 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 nasty that was my unsaved life I have a testimony and that testimony you know what I mean like I I don't know I guess I guess it's not one of my fears just for our different life circumstances you know what I mean like how we came to know the Lord but at the Mm -hmm. same time now that I'm a Christian and I know when you've shared this as a fear that you've had with me, I'm like, oh, should I be more concerned? <laughs> like, should I be paying more <laughs> attention to that? And so when we've prayed over our kids, I believe really like since you voiced that as a fear, because initially it was, you know, like hard for you to even say because you didn't want to give it mm-hmm. life. Right. But then once we did, I think that goes back to when we were doing the the like, you know, month long prayer, concentrated prayer right. over our children. Um we began to see other places where we didn't want to voice fears. And, and, and since that time we have seen God grow our children in those areas specifically. So what the enemy meant for to be a tormenting fear for you, God has used to cultivate your prayer life in order to shield Mm -hmm. and to protect and to guide, you know, our children from these things that, you know, maybe you know, these different fears that we have, right? Like about our children and how they're going to go in life in order to have a more rich prayer life for them. And also uh, to actually have these open conversations with them. You know, like I, I, I did talk to Jet uh, about the fact that um, just through song that I felt like um, I, this song means so much to me. I don't even remember what the song was because the way that it talked about it was like, it's nothing to do with how good I was. It's nothing to do with that. And when I finally really got that and I shared my testimony with him in part and for a, a kid who's like Jet, who has this tender, pure, sweet heart, wants to do right all the time and, Mm -hmm. but misses that mark. And to hear his mom say, I felt like that too. There was freedom in that for him. Right. And so those open Mm -hmm. conversations, I feel like you've had with your kids based on these fears and the prayer life has ultimately turned into a a real testimony. I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, and here we are sharing it on a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And actually after this, a few months after the Lord gave me that verse, actually, I think it was more than a few, um, my son was, you know, Felix got baptized. Mm-hmm. So the Lord gave me this verse in like June or July of last year. And then Felix got baptized in, um, November, wasn't it? No, it was on, it was actually the day before Halloween. Okay. So I guess it was, I'm trying to do the math, like three or four months later, okay. which is just a really precious, I mean, he had been, he had given his life to Christ probably about a year and a half before that and really just wanted because he was young really wanted to make sure that he truly understood Mm -hmm. Um, we went through a discipleship program with it and he had been asking to get baptized for a long time Um, and after that verse and some more time of discipling the lord just opened that door gave us so much peace about it and it was such a joy joyous time and you know when you really when the Lord presses something on your heart and you're focusing on that prayer and you get to rejoice in that answer prayer, you don't always get answered prayers immediately, mm-hmm. but um, when you do, it's just so sweet. Even if you have to wait years, you know, it's really, really it's probably sweet. even think, sweeter than yeah. right. Like oh, I've waited for sure. years for this and here it yeah. is. And Oh my goodness. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Anyways. And it's hard not to lose hope if you have to wait a very long time, but just, don't you know keep pressing forward keep bringing it back to the lord he knows he hears um and all of that but going back to the fostering relationship with god um in our children i think that is important to remember that you know it's a when our kids are babies they need us for everything right we are their sole source of everything and as they get older and older and older that need for us becomes less and less and it should be but in the process of that their need for god should increase more and more and more and more and ultimately the the ultimate goal is for our children to need like god gives this special role as a parent to meet your children's needs but that's a temporary thing Mm -hmm. 
you know, long-term thing, they, their need for God should be their, their only source. Um, you know, of course, as parents, we're always going to be there for our children, even, you know, into their adulthoods, we're going to be there. Um, my parents are there for me anytime I need them, you know, day or night. Um, but, you know, I just think that's important to remember because I know it's easy as parents when we, we just love and adore our children, we would do anything for them. And we often want to fix things Mm -hmm. and we want to jump in there when we see them struggling, we want to fix and make things right. We want to see them happy. We want to see them succeed. We want all of this. And sometimes we accidentally play the role of God Yeah, and they start to learn to depend on us more and not God. Yeah. You know, and I think that Um, goes for, um, uh, which I know that you, you know, you're going to share more of this, but as I'm sitting here, just thinking of like, what is my main thing to say about how to foster a relationship with a child, mm-hmm. uh, a child with God is teaching them to read the Bible, you know, and, yes. and, I, and that just seemed like the moment to share it because you're talking about how the baby needs you for all of their mm-hmm. things. And as they grow, you're wanting to point them to the Lord for their needs by showing them how you go before him for all things. You know, when my kids tell me that they're scared at night, I ask them first, did you pray? Because mm-hmm. I want to be there for them and I will be yeah. there for them, but I want them to understand that ultimately I'm not in control of anything, right? Like right. that's an illusion. And so the biggest place where in my walk with God came from is uh, my reading of the Bible. And it's the place I feel like once you get the children, even, okay, so they're reading and you're re I'm sorry, you're reading to them, right? Like you read to them at night. I would say that would be the first place when they go to sleep, when they're wherever they are, have time uh-huh. to read to them, get the little cute Bibles that are picture when they're babies and they're, you know, yeah. whatever it is. The storybook Bible is really, I know it's not a standard Bible, but it's a really beautiful you do have that one too. Which one? The, the storybook Bible. I don't know if I have the story. I have it's, several kid type Bibles, picture book ones. I have a read to me one. I don't know if I have that one, but I might have to get it because it's so good because it's, it's the whole story of the Bible, but in a, in a story way. And it's ultimately the story of God's love for you. And okay. it's really precious. And it, even when I read it to my kids, I'm always like so touched, <laughs> you know, every time yeah. Going back to that foundational thing. And that's what I would say. It's Uh foundational to read the word Uh to your children, but then have them get into the word. And, and I have children who have um, some reading issues and things like that. And it's perfectly fine to have them listen to it. I would have them listen to it on an app or whatever and follow along. And I will say that my, my child that has issues with reading, um, it increased astronomically when all of a sudden when that child reads the bible mm-hmm. they don't stumble like they do when they read anything else and so i'll just say that too i know that's neither here nor there but that's just to say like don't let um you know if you have a child with a disability or you have a child that can't actually read the bible when i say read the bible um i'm wanting you to help foster their desire for the Bible. And if they can't actually read it yet, you read it to them. And there are different ways, you know, but it's, I'm saying fostering their own personal desire to get into the word and not feel like, like, let the Bible feel common to them versus like, Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, in your whatever adulthood, and you are ashamed to go to church because you don't know the Bible, right? And everybody that's your age does. If you start this early, you know, and taking off the lie that the Bible is too complicated to understand, you know, my kids talk about the Bible and they know it, um, in ways that I don't, right. Like, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I didn't remember that detail, (laughs) you know? Um, so that's where my biggest thing coming from that. And that just piggybacked off of your point of they need, you need to foster their desire for God, um, Mm -hmm. and let their, their basic needs know that that comes from God. Um, not from yeah, you. absolutely. And also, I think that like ultimately, our desire and prayer for our children is for them to desire God yeah. and to get into the Word on their own. Yes, but that doesn't always happen just 
instantly. Right. Sometimes it's as simple as getting them into the habit of reading their Bibles because the Bible is a living and active word and it will come alive to them. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they're in a habit of reading the Bible daily or listening to the Bible daily, or, you know, you're reading it to them daily and it becomes a habit, it will start to become alive in their heart and they start to hunger it more Mm -hmm. and it will start becoming a routine and it will start becoming, um, it will start speaking to them in new and fresh ways, just like it still does to me all these many of years later that I'm still reading the Bible still is coming alive. Right. Oh yeah. Um, so every day things are new yeah. and fresh and like, wow, yeah. you never get bored. So if of they're it. not desiring yet, just let it become a habit yeah. and it will, it will get there. The Holy spirit will, will prick their heart, little hearts. Yeah. And they will be, it's like anything that requires discipline. They may mm-hmm. not, and Bible says no one just did, no one likes discipline in the moment, right? But later yeah. in life, they're going to be grateful that you did that, that you poured yeah. that into them um, because it brings life to their bodies. You know, it just does. Yeah. So um, anyways, go on. Yeah. No, that's great. And other ways to foster a relationship um, with God in your children is, of course, prayer. Mm-hmm. Praying both for them and with them and encouraging them to pray on their own as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So prayer all around. I do think praying over them, both like physically, like laying hands on them and praying over them as well as just praying for them in general, even when they don't know about it. Right. If you're laying in bed, just pray over them or during the day, whether at school or whatever, um, pray and church involvement, of course, is another great one. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it, of course, at home is where they're going to learn the book, but being involved in a church is really important. I know growing up, like we, my dad was a pastor, so we were always in church, you know, Wednesday night, Sundays, basically most days in between we're at the church somehow or other, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Um, But those were really some of the most precious memories and there were I mean the Sunday school teachers that poured into us the impact that they did my youth group leaders my my um my Awana leaders as a kid like those I remember them all by name I remember how I felt when I was there Mm. I remember the kids in my classes I remember memorizing scripture like those were really and that that really helped foster a relationship with the Lord in my own heart, both as a kid and into my teens. And even now as an adult, like involved in different Bible studies and church and stuff like that's another important one. Um, Mission mindedness. I think about how could we, you know, write, let's write letters to these missionaries. Let's pray for them. You could look up if your church doesn't have mission missionaries that they sponsor. Most churches do, but if they don't, you could even look some up online Um, pray for them, talk about them, you know, learn what they do. Just kind of, I think that I love missions. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you do too. Like we're, I love missions. I love both international and domestic missionaries. Like I love it all, but I really love international missions. Just, just excites me so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I love to, to study that with my kids. It just is both exciting and it's like humbling, you know, to see the, to learn about the lives that they're living, all the things that they had to give up. And it's just a really precious time to talk with kids. And it's like, look, they gave up all of this comfort here to live, you know, in a little hut on the other side of the world, you know, and just learn about that. It's like, wow. And learn about other cultures and what other, I think my kids are coming into the place where we live in a small town that's largely Christian. Um, our, our school has Christian leaders and everything like that. And, um, Jet, my 10 year old is coming into a place where he's recognizing that there are adults for the first time in his little life that don't believe Mm -hmm. in God or that it's not just that's hard don't maybe don't know what they believe or don't you know but they actively oppose it and that's been really hard for him and the idea of that I've I think that we've fallen short as a family is the missions area because I mean we talk about it and 
I mean, Jet literally told me when he was like three that he was just told me this whole vision about going to China and it's just been a, um, you know, this, this whole thing, you know, but, but that being said, and he hasn't talked about it again lately or anything like that, but that all that to be said is like, not only do you see the reflection of Christ in the person who's willing to give up everything that they have to go share the gospel somewhere else is you get these other cultures and these perspectives. It's important for your children to know that not everybody believes that so that they can know what they believe and their faith and, and have that fosters a relationship when you see how other people have to live and what they have to do, you know? Um, and, um, yeah, just, just having perspective about the world around you and how, oh, you did it, you know, the, a lot of times as Americans, we get up and we grouch about going to church on whatever day. And there are people in China who are underground churches willing to yeah. die just to read a yeah. snippet of a Bible passage right. that they we can't even get out of our bed. Right, right. And so letting them know that and I think it also reflects the character of God. That's where, where I was trying to go with that. But that yeah. sometimes when we live in a, a country of blessing and even in our have nots, we really have a lot more than most people in the world. And mm-hmm. um, I think that our children, you know, I know you guys often go to like soup kitchens and stuff. You live in an area that has a bit more of that outreach ministry type stuff, but they yeah. need to know that like, there's you turned on a light thank you god you have running water thank you god and when you focus on a mission a missionary you know they see um what they're blessed with and the character of god to love him even when you do not have if we can't love him when we do have we don't know you know we haven't really broken into the character of god if we only love him because we have and because life is good you know a missionary yeah. minded sense breaks you into that like oh my goodness they lost their child their child was yeah. murdered in front of them and yet they love god you know yeah um yeah so yeah like jim i think about jim and elizabeth elliot mm-hmm. like wow yeah um, and the, I, I, I've been reading, this was for me too, the voice of the martyrs. I, I've yeah. read a lot of that and um, I had to actually put it down because it was so heavy for me. And, but it was something that God was cultivating my faith and, and keeping me in check to the fact, do I love you because I have, or do I love you because of you? And we want right. our children to be ultimately understanding and, and communing with God and his, his divine character to love to not think that every prayer for safety, you know, he doesn't put us in a bubble, right? Like adversity and trials breed amazing things and human. And so we don't want them to think that God is this person who puts you in a bubble. And if you get hurt, God doesn't love you. If you stumble, God doesn't love you. So missions really is an excellent place uh, to, to do that because you're the, mind off of themselves and and reflecting on what is the gospel here what do i need to be doing so that was really good yeah absolutely um another one is to surround yourself with like-minded friends and i know Mm -hmm. this is not always possible sometimes you um maybe you're a new christian or you move to a new area or um you know whatever there's different circumstances and so it's not always possible to have christian friends um, of course, that's a, a great thing about getting plugged into a church is that is a way to connect with that. Um, but if it is possible, it's wonderful to get surrounded with like-minded friends because the iron sharpens iron, right? I would not say it's, um, of course, like I would say scriptures, praying, all of that with like direct, like Lord, the directly connecting with the Lord, but there's something really special. Like I see um, both of my kids, but especially Alyssa, my daughter, she, I see her praying with her friends all the time. Mm. And it's just what a blessing. Yeah. It really, really is so precious. I remember um, a few months ago, she was having a friend spend the night and Alyssa has been very terrified of, of storms, you know, and happened to be a, a big storm that night and the wind was just blowing like crazy and she was really scared about the trees and I was just sitting on the the chair in the living room and I don't remember what I was doing but um 
Alyssa's friend said, well, um, hey, why don't we pray about it together? And it was so sweet. So they held hands and they prayed about it together. Mm. And then they got up and Alyssa ran off to the room and the little girls just stayed in the living room and Alyssa came back with her Bible. And then they, then, um, then the little girl, she had also brought her Bible to the sleepover. It was just the two of them. It wasn't like a slumber party or anything. She also brought, and so they started looking up. This was, I did not do anything. I literally was just sitting there watching and observing, mm. and it was the sweetest thing. They started taking turns looking up scriptures about fear. Um, then they started saying out loud, um, this was the sweetest thing to me. They're like, um, I will not be afraid in Jesus name. Mm. I cast that out in Jesus name. Like they started saying that together and it just blessed my heart. So there's something really, really sweet about having a friend like, yes, Alyssa probably would have done that on her own, um, or asked me to do it with her, but there's something about having a group of friends surrounding you. I mean, Alyssa is only 11, right? So it's not like she's this teenager. So friends could be at any age where you sharpen each other. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're able to have like-minded friends, that's really important. And I know you guys have a lot of really precious friends too that help sharpen you, Brittany. Yeah. I think um, what I want to say about that though, is that you said you didn't do anything and I know what you meant, which was like in that moment, that was all them. You weren't like prompting them, nothing like that. But the fact is that you and Brian are cultivate, you have done that. Like that is a reflection of what you have modeled for them, what you have taught them, what you have trained them to do. And mm -hmm. so it was, you, you were blessed to see it active right there. And it, that story honestly is such a blessing to my heart. Um, but also when you talk about the friend, you know, having, I, what I want to kind of expand on that is saying, saying this, and I know this is, I feel like this is what you're saying is that mm -hmm. you want to have your core friends be like-minded as in the yeah. people that you really do life with. Right. Um, and then the power that comes from that, the two being together where two or more are gathered. So you, you have these little girls who have the exact same authority that you and I have casting yeah. out um, you know, a spirit of fear that has no authority over them. And they, they know that they're, they are light years ahead of so many people um, because of the cultivation that you and Brian have done in their lives and the things that, you know, you're doing. And I, I just want to make sure that, you know, I know you never want accolades. You're not doing it for accolades, but you, you know, need to recognize that you didn't do anything in that moment, but all the moments leading up to it were because of your parenting and because of your heart for connecting them with the Lord. Um, and, and that being said, we do have really great friends, um, incredible friends. Jet has very precious friendships and, and all of that. And I have incredible friendships, but what God really placed on my heart when it comes to friendships is that you need your core friends to be believers for the iron sharpens iron, but then you need to go out and, and use that weapon. You need to have friends that don't believe when I say friends, I mean, people that you spend time with that you interact with that you don't have the same like-mindedness so that, and I don't mean, there's so many proverbs, right. About like not spending time with a fool and think I'm not talking about that. I just mean, you need to have that. Yeah. That exposure for gospel sharing and for being able yeah. to, you know, share the light, not as a core, but as an extension of their mission field is yeah, having, well, just life in general, mm -hmm. like you, as you are going about your life should be a mission filled per se. Yeah. But, um, so it doesn't necessarily even have to be like close, close friends, but if you could foster relationships, they're going to listen to you better. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like you're not just, yeah. If you just walk up to a stranger and, and preach the gospel, well, they might respond because the Holy spirit could speak to them, mm -hmm. but the chances are, is they're going to probably think you're a freak and just walk away or whatever. Right. Yeah. Versus you get to know someone really well um, and you love on them and you share the gospel with them, they're going to receive it a whole lot. Likely they're going to receive it a whole lot better. Yeah. So I think that's so important. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. But I do think that there's a balance that you have to ask God for because you want your children to be the light, but there is many, many warning scriptures about spending in the company of fools and being with the yeah. wicked and things like that. I'm not, I'm not asking for that. I just, am saying right. like, yeah, like, and that, um, yeah. So I have a, a thought, but I want you to, I don't want to jump ahead of you. No, you're good. I think, and, and it, 
I think it's because the scripture that you were wanting to read is open in front of me, but I've been, I tell this to my children all the time when I have to discipline them, that Mm -hmm. that is me doing, I have to obey God. You are a gift and a favor of the Lord. That's what children are. That's what the Bible says. So when they are out of line and when they are not doing what they're supposed to, it is my duty. God response you know responsibility mine and freddie my husband and i's job to to discipline them and so every time i try when i'm right and i'm not just you know losing my cool and snapping or saying you know like getting frustrated with them but i try like when i've had to spank my kids i've brought them into the room and i've explained to them why they're getting a spanking they're aware of it and i really do tell them like this is something and they, and, you know, it'll be cliche to them until their parents, but like, I'm doing this because God commands me to do this. And yeah. I think that discipline, both discipline to read the word, like you were talking about earlier, right? Like that habit and discipline, um, for misbehavior is fostering relationship with God in our children. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's so good. And, um, I just had a thought come to my mind, like that a hundred percent is accurate. And I just don't want, um, to ever say, oh, I'm doing this because God commands me to do it. And then their heart, their hearts get hardened. Oh, yes. I make sure. Yes. Yes. Very good point. Make that point. That's a very, very good point. Um, Um, yeah. I love that. I'm sorry. Yes, please go no, on with what the so that was. It. I didn't really have anything else to say, but um, absolutely. Like you don't want to say that every time you discipline them because no. then their heart, they're just going to be like, well, no. what kind of God? <laughs> you know, like, no. And uh, it, it's more like whenever they have really done something like a spanking in our house is like, you've done something dangerous. And, but I let them know that like discipline is something and we we give examples like would you want me to let your sister hit you in the face no because right like we give that but that's a that's a really really good example because you don't want it to be you don't yes everything you just said that's that's a that's an incredible point and um that's you know not the way that I mean for you to do it so thank you for that no no right yeah that was clear for um any listeners because you and I think the same yeah but we know each other and we know what we mean like we're saying the same thing only we're saying it different you know what I mean yeah um yeah. but they don't and 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 that's a place where the enemy will jump in and be like well I'm mm-hmm. I'm spanking yeah. you because God said spank you you know I don't mean that yeah. I mean like hey I love you this much I love you enough to make sure you know that I want to honor God in the way that I raise yeah. you, you know, exactly. I want him to, I want you to be the best you can be. And that means that the answer to this is no, and this is not okay. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I knew what you meant. That's good. Um, also, of course, we mentioned this at the kind of the beginning too, but set the example. And that's so important. You do not want to be um, two-faced or hypocritical mm-hmm. where you act one way out in public towards your kids where you talk all sweet and then behind closed doors you're just like bah, 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 to them and and then you proclaim that you love God and like you know through scriptures in their face or whatever because they they will have end up having bitter hearts towards you and they're they're going to have a bitter taste towards God of like okay so you say that you love God but your actions behind closed doors you're all just barking at me all the time and you're mm-hmm. eh, you know and then you're all sweet like that just so set an example by the way that you live I feel like it's really important and can, can be very hard to do too <laughs> yeah what is the scripture do not fathers don't provoke your children yep, to wrath uh-huh, that's, mm-hmm. that's the one I was that thinking of when you made that point like I'm yeah, not... that's Ephesians 6 4 oh, okay good you got it yeah um actually I could flip there hold on do you have in front of you by chance? No, but I have my Bible in front of me. I can flip if you're, see who flips. Uh, okay. I have it right here. Usually six, four. It says, fathers, do not, well, this version says exasperate your children, mm. um, but provoke is another version. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Um, and that's so important. What was that? Ephesians what? Ephesians 4, 6. I want to see what it says in my oh, version. Oh, sorry. I mean, Ephesians 6, 4. I just... 
verse that. 6-4. Okay, I want to read that because I sometimes the two versions are really good. Yeah. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Oh, that was good. That was I like I like to read multiple versions. What version are you reading? Um, the NET version. Oh yeah, the NET. And the one that you had me look up is that okay to read right now or you have yeah, okay absolutely nope go for it uh, proverbs twenty nine seventeen. mine says discipline your child and he will give you rest he will bring you happiness um yeah anyway there's so many things in proverbs about how to raise a child and oh, yeah. you know how to do all that but these are just kind of like takeaways um yeah you know from that you can dig into scripture and see a lot of other things but honestly um what we're saying the word backs you know that's where we got it from the word <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes and i think another way to foster a relationship with god and your kids is keeping track of praise reports and talking about them often mm. right like if they could see and remember and reflect co- consistently on the goodness of god i feel like we often bring prayer requests to them like daily but how often do we talk about the praises yeah right it just to be like Oh, like, do you remember what God did then? Or, well, even in this, even in the smallest little things, Mm -hmm. like just to keep track of them, maybe even have like a family book of praise reports, answers that have been like um, prayers that have been answered, you know, just over the years, how sweet that would be to look back on as a family and like I that's just a great way to foster that relationship yeah my kids I made them and I haven't been as diligent lately but I gave made a journal for each one of them and from Mm -hmm. conception to whatever age they're at I have um tried to write down really big God moments and like their story, their testimony kind that. of things. And uh-huh. a lot of it is the praise of, you know, and, and that your life would be actively giving God glory anyways. Like you've talked about in many different things, like, Oh, well I have this job, but I give you glory because this is your body that you met, you know, like if you're yeah. actively giving him that praise and that glory and you're actively praying for something and then, you know, being like, look how he answered that prayer. But that just is like a, a culture of your family, then they start mm-hmm. to realize like everything I have is from the Lord. Every good gift yeah. comes from God. Every. And that's what starts to be sort of, um, you know, ingrained in them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing too, is to not, don't ignore any red flags or concerns. If you see mm. an area of your, like, if there's something in your child that you're like, Ooh, like you could just sense that something's off. Don't ignore it and be like, okay, well, they're just going through a season or whatever. Talk to your kid about it. Yes. Pray over it. Rebuke it. Like, don't ignore that. You know, the Lord has given you authority as the parent and the discernment as a parent and bring that before the Lord and, and help your child work through that. Um, because it, all it takes is a little tiny seed to be planted and the enemy's going to start trying to cultivate it devour them yes and they need to know that you recognize it so they don't hide or feel ashamed about it if you can get that Mm -hmm. shame off of them bring it to the light let god expose it then Mm -hmm. you are already fighting the battle and um that was i mean honestly sarah that was such an incredible thing right there what you just said i think that's really 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 important um that we not hide away from things that we see that are concerning and just think that everything's fine. We'll just wait and see like the wait and see approach is, um, dangerous in mm-hmm. a spiritual sense is dangerous. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's time that wait and see makes sense, but like yeah. in this sense, if you notice it, let's attack this head on. That was really, really just God wisdom right there. Very, not that everything else wasn't too, but that just hit me different. That was really good. Yeah, I love it when the Lord just like boom yeah. speaks. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I know I don't know if you have anything to say, but I was also I know that you and your kiddos do this as well, but we love jamming out and singing praise and worship together, yes. especially well, we do it at home as well in the living room. We're blasted, but um we're like, Alexa, play praise and worship. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. She'll start singing. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the background but in the car like my kids will even be like can you roll down the windows and turn it up and we'll be like just jamming out and it's just a really precious thing and I know because I've been in your car too where we've all done that um so I know you guys love to do that as well Brittany just, yeah I think that's a really sweet thing to foster 
Um, something, a conviction that God put on my heart, um, after I got saved was we don't listen to secular music. Um, because, and and it's only been recently that there's really been a, a full answer to like, my kids know some songs because they go to public school and they have friends and it's not that. And every now and then, like I do silly songs that come up, you know, I'm not saying that, um, I like, I don't still know all the songs that I knew before I became a Christian and that some of them I haven't introduced to them, but the radio is never on secular music. And this is not, I'm not saying that this conviction is for everybody, but I do just want to say this and it goes to foster uh, a relationship with God. But again, it speaks back to your words have power. And when you're singing out loud about getting drunk and doing these things, Mm -hmm. you're literally saying things out loud. And so I would rather our time be spent with the words that are being said in song, be glorifying to God. Um, And, and I've recognized that that's the real reason. And it, it breeds an atmosphere in our car where there might be tension or somebody's grouchy because they're tired or whatever it is. We have praise music. Um, and we do, we, we, my kids have a lot of favorite songs and they are the, the weird kids that don't know all the secular music, you know, and that's okay. That's I'm, I'm okay with that. And, um, you know, they love to sing about God. And you know what is so precious? I know that you experience this too, is when a song moves them through the Holy Spirit and it's, you weren't expecting it. You weren't expecting that song, especially because I have some like old, I have a lot of old hymns on, on my, um, I love hymns. I'm like such an old soul on the inside. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, probably on the outside too, but that's okay. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, but um, but really though, like I don't have I ha- I love hymns, but there's oh. some there's a song that's on right now that is um I actually put it on our podcast page that my my kids love to sing and it is very like folksy like old school hymn it's the um my worth is not in what i own they sing that song as if it were like the count them song by brandon lake you know how yep. pumped up that one is uh-huh. and that's a beautiful <laughs> amazing song but i just kind of turn and i think like you expect them to like a song like that right the count them right. or it's like jamming out it's but funny. then you turn and there's like this you know weird sort of acoustic sound to it and and they're like hey can you put that song back on man that Aww. blesses my heart and it it always yeah. speaks to me and so I um yeah so that that's really good that's a really great um all of these have been honestly probably this whole podcast was just for me because it's so good it was so good in my heart <laughs> I know it was so good to me too and just praying and the Lord revealing so many things um I know we're about out of time I did want to cover a couple of things like specifically that Lord put on my heart to pray over our children yes um so first I'll just say things that the Lord put in my heart. And then I'm going to read a couple scriptures that you could pray over your children. And I know we're going to wrap it up, um, but to pray for their salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not saved, like be praying that, like pray, pray, pray that. Like I prayed that from the moment I found out I was pregnant, you know, mm-hmm. pray for your child's salvation, pray for heart to know and to love him, pray for the spirit to lead them Pray for them to have a desire to read the Bible Mm -hmm. and pray that they would have a hunger and thirst for him. Yes. And I want to add to that. Yes, please do. um, To pray if you have multiple children, that they will have a strong and healthy relationship of iron sharpening iron um, together and that they will always, you know, be united um, as siblings and as uh, in siblings in blood and in Christ. Yeah. 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 That's so good. I love that. That's a really important and precious one to be praying for sure. That's so good. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything else you want to add to the pray one? I was just going to say to also to show you their worldly gifts Mm-hmm. So that you can, yeah. and that's, I think we, a podcast we want to do physical gifts. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say the worldly gifts so that you can cultivate it to give him glory. And then also the spiritual gifts for the same reason. And I think that needs to probably be its own podcast because it's so yeah. in depth. Um, but also just letting your kids know the last thing is that, well, on my side of things is that, yeah. um, 
I, I told a group of children this here recently that like, when we stand in, in a spiritual battle, my -hmm. children are not behind me. They're beside me as co-heirs and co uh, warriors in Christ. Because when the Holy spirit comes to dwell in you, Um, you know, in all the ways that as parents, we lead them and guide them. And like what Sarah started this out with, but we're pushing them toward being led and guided by the Holy spirit that lives in them. They need to know that their armor and their sword is just as strong and just as sharp as mine is. It's the same, it's the same armor. And so they don't need to have, they don't have to wait for me to pray for their, when they're afraid, they pick it up on their own. And um, that I think gives a, you know, not looking down on them for their youth, but I think there's a bit of freedom in that for children. Not that, that, not that we're not going to stand beside them or continue to help them grow, but just knowing the authority they have right? right in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true and good. And I think that it's important to remind your children of that too, because I think that a lot of times they'll be like, oh, when I grow up, I'll mm-hmm. do that. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, like spiritual realm, like you could do that now. There's no way. Yeah. You don't have to wait. Like them um, casting out fear yeah. on yeah. the floor during a yeah. storm. Like, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So I'm going to go through real fast and I could post this on our Facebook, like Jasper page. But um, some scriptures to pray for your children. I love to pray scriptures over my children. Yes. There's nothing better than the actual word of God over yes. our children. So I'm going to fly through some of these real quick. And then um, then we can pray this out. All right. Okay. So Deuteronomy 5.29. And it says um, you could pray that their hearts would be inclined to fear him and keep all of his commandments always. So that it might go well with them and their future children forever. Um, I love that. What was that? Deuteronomy five. Deuteronomy, uh, yeah, Deuteronomy five twenty nine. Can you do six five while you're right there? Yeah. Um, it says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength." Yes. Is there the right one? Up. Is that the one that says, "Put it around your heart, put it around your neck, bind it around your goings and your comings"? Is that a different one? No, I don't see it, but it says impress them on your children and talk to them. When yes. You said, yeah, it's just a different version. It's just a different version. But yes, that's so that's a great one to do. Okay, um, so look at it. Keep going. Six, seven, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. Yes. And when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Yes. Yes. I Talk love that. Them on your hands and buy them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and get gates. That's so great. I love that. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go on. No, that's great. That's a good one. I actually thought that I wrote that one down, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. That one was meant to be written down. All right. So Psalms 111.10. It said you could pray of your children that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Pray that they would have the fear of the Lord so that they can have wisdom. Um, all who follow his precepts have good understanding and, and to him belong eternal praise. And Isaiah, let's see, Isaiah 54, 13. Um, all your children will be taught by the Lord and great will there be peace. So just to be praying again, I like to substitute stuff with my children's name. So instead of all your children, will be taught by the Lord. I like to just say, Alyssa and Felix will be mm-hmm. taught by the Lord and great will be their peace, right? Like that's how I love to pray scripture over my children. Um, and then Matthew 5, 6 says, um, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness yes. for they will be filled. Um, and that's so good that they would just be hungry and thirsty for the Lord. Um, and the last one that I have, and I actually, I know that I could have a million more, but this is the last one I wrote down for today. <laughs> um, and it is James 4, 8, which says, um, oh, I didn't highlight it. Oh, did I write this one down wrong? I might've wrote this down wrong. Oh, because I'm looking in Ephesians. No wonder that didn't make any sense. <laughs> Flipped up. No wonder I didn't have it highlighted. Okay. James 4, 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So I just pray, like, for that one, I would pray that God will come near to Alyssa and Felix um, and that they will go near to him. 
and you know that kind of thing so just some a few scriptures and Brittany do you have any other scriptures to add to those I do I'm trying to find the one that I there's a couple that I have around my house that I keep kind of like yes. um on just hand. on stock yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and i i keep doing this where i'm i um am mixing proverbs and um uh um, psalms i do that a yeah. lot in my brain but i think it's um yes so so this is a proverb thank you god for this proverbs three twenty four. And there, and this version doesn't say the one that I love, but it's still very good. It it says, then um, you will walk your way with security. This is three, I'm sorry, 323 and 324 for Proverbs. Then you will walk your way with security. So Jet and Lucy and Ruby will walk their way with security and they will not stumble. When they lie down, they will not be filled with fear. When they lie down, your sleep will be, and this one says pleasant, but ours that we have on the wall says sweet. And so um, I pray that over them at night because they do struggle with um, dreams. And like you said, there's probably like a billion other more that I have (laughs) that I pray over them for different areas and different topics but uh-huh. i think that those are just really really good and claiming yeah. well, their the ones name. that i specifically re- read today were ones to pray that our children would have a fostering relationship with sure. the Lord, right like really i have a million for like protection and for like <laughs> yes. like all the things right yes um, and and my first one went along with that but then this one for the sleep being sweet one, yeah. I uh, that yeah. for me is a promise that I hold on to because okay. of the that yeah but you're right I do have like a million for every other time yeah yeah exactly um well that was so good and yeah I think let's sh- make sure to share that on the like Jasper fast fa- Facebook <laughs> page and um this was so good for my heart. Thank you. This was super yeah, good. Absolutely. Would you like to pray us out or would you like me to? Um, I can pray us out. Okay. Heavenly Father, you're so good to us. And we just thank you um, for the blessing of our children. Thank you for that favor. Thank you for giving us that gift to steward. And we just ask for all the parents who are listening today that are wanting to um, foster a relationship in their children with you, God, that you would guide them and that you would lead them and that um, you would use these words in this podcast to help give them hope and inspiration and um, to lead their children to desire more of you and to know more of you. And I pray for the, the children who are the ones who are experiencing you first in the homes with parents who don't know you. And I just pray God that the sweetness and the knowledge and understanding that they have of you will touch their lives. And it will be um, the beginning of the transformation into salvation with you, God. Um, And then it will start the cycle where they have a family that has grown up to love and to know you and to live for you. We thank you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We declare over you God's word. Ephesians 1.17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better.